Hello friend, this is Mel Jeffcoat, recording at 1.43 p.m. on a Saturday. And today I would like to talk about uh, John Ruskin. He's an author that I've been doing a deep dive into lately. Uh, John Ruskin was a writer and art critic, among other things, in the uh, mid to late 1800s in England, so the Victorian era. And the book that I started with was his Seven Lamps of Architecture. It was a hugely influential book to the historic preservation movement. It was one of the works that sort of steered that movement to include um, buildings that had aesthetic value as something to be preserved. Prior to this time period, and his works. It was mostly places where important things had happened that were being preserved, like a battlefield, the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the birthplace of a president, that sort of thing. Uh, it was not really, people weren't really thinking about uh, preserving buildings simply because they were beautiful or they were emblematic of a particular time period contributed to the uh, feel and culture of a place. But uh, Ruskin wrote about a number of buildings in his Seven Lamps of Architecture that he considered to be prime examples of architecture. And one of, one of the architectural elements, um, principles, not elements, that he expounded in his book was the principle of truthfulness, which by which he meant that whatever materials that were used in a building should not be disguised or trying to be something else. Now, and he also was very against faux painting, like uh, painting wood to make it look like it was marble. And there is a good reason for this. He was writing in the Victorian era, as I mentioned, and in that time period, due to uh, increases in transportation and industrializations, the beginnings of mass production, um, it was possible to buy reproductions of, say, carvings. Like instead of having to pay a stonemason or a wood carver to carve a sculpture for you or, or some sort of decoration for your house, you could order one that had been cast in a mold and by, by the hundreds or thousands, which brought the price down to something that was within you know, middle class reach. And you see that in Victorian architecture in the explosion of ornamentation. If you've have any experience with Victorian architecture, the word that is most often used is gingerbread. That's what they call all those little wooden cutouts and decoration all over the outside of the building. And so he was responding to this sort of over-ornamentation with inferior materials. And so he was insisting that things should not be 
they, they should be what they seem. They should not try to be something else. And that truthfulness was in a very important part of architectural now, later on in the 1920s, there was the craftsman movement, which was also a reaction to the Victorian era. And the craftsmen focused on having simple, functional building materials that were not very ornamented, but what ornamentation they had was well done by a skilled craftsman. Basically, the ideal here was to put your money into quality. In, it wouldn't be as ornate, but it would be higher quality. Now, that was in the 1920s. That was 100 years ago. And that sort of aesthetic has not really stuck around in Quite some time. If you look around, the this is the world of appearances. There are so many things that they claim to be something, but if you probe at them a bit, it's just appearances. There's nothing real behind it, or very little real behind it. A number of years ago, one of my many interests at the time was antique spinning wheels. So I joined a forum to learn about antique spinning wheels, which is sort of my typical doing things. And there were there was a lot of interesting things to learn, but one of the main things that stick with me from that time is people would post listings if they found an antique spinning wheel they were thinking of buying for the other people in the group to take a look at and maybe tell them, is this something that's worth buying? Is it something that might work or might not? And they had a phrase in that group that they called things spinning wheel shaped objects when it was just a reproduction that was decorative. It was never meant to be functional. And some of them looked almost real. And to an untrained eye, it looks like a spinning wheel. But the key functional parts were not there. And actually manufacturing the functional part necessary, a couple hundred dollars at least, at the time, which was um, 15 years ago. So I'm sure it's more now. But that idea of a something-shaped object, it's just... It resonates so much because it's true of so many things when you look around. If I walk into Lowe's, most of what they have in there are tool-shaped objects. They're not real tools. They're not, I mean, they're somewhat functional, but they're not made by people who actually understand what needs to be accomplished with these tools. So they're not ergonomic. They won't hold an edge if there's something that needs to be sharp. They're too thick if it's something that's supposed to be flexible. You name it. These things, they look like tools. They sort of work if you try to use them for a couple times. 
probably break if you try to do anything serious with them, and they're not going to be very comfortable or effective. And there's so many things. As soon as, once you learn to see things this way, you'll see it everywhere. Just look at social media. Where everybody who's on there is offering a highly curated view of their supposed lives. And I get it. I mean, we all want to look better than we really are. Save face. But, you know, not a little bit of reality sometimes. Real reality, not manufactured reality like in the shows. So my goal in my this podcast and my YouTube channel, my newsletter, is to be as honest and real as I possibly can. Doesn't mean I'm going to share every detail of my life, but uh, what I do share, I strive to be as honest and truthful as possible. So, with that, look around, see what you can find that's maybe more real, actually has some reality behind its appearance, because those are the things that you want to cultivate. And those are the things that you want in your life, because that's what you can count on, something that's real. With that, I'm going to wonderful Saturday afternoon. You happen to be doing it.